Morning, Lord Jesus. Good. How about we all stand up and say that three times? We like to do things in threes, right? Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Lord. If you have your notebook, let's turn to the tab of uh, the private time. And let's read the title of uh, this section together, of these, this session together. A private time and a hidden life with the Lord. Well, my name is uh, Vern Smathers, and I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, not England. That mistake has been made before because we're, we were named for Birmingham, England, but we're much smaller than Birmingham, England. And uh, we kind of say Birmingham, the way you can tell the difference is we like to keep the ham in Birmingham, whereas in England, I think they say Birmingham, they lose the ham. So that's where I'm from. Praise the Lord. And so anyway, uh, this morning is not really a time for a message. Uh, This morning is really time for kind of a word of practice and a word of equipping. And uh, you will have time after I finish sharing, you will actually go out to practice. And so I appreciated last night, Brother Robert was kind of using this metaphor or illustration that this training is somewhat like a sports camp. Did you pick that up? So when you go to a sports camp, uh, the coaches or the trainers there, they may give you some drills or practices to do. And you may not like them, but you just do them. And so uh, you may have a lot of experience with time with the Lord. I would just encourage you to be open, to do something different. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's the same thing you're already doing. But anyway, we like to do it in a trained way. Right? We would just follow the directions and practice. And uh, don't so much seek to have a big success. You know, no one's going to, we're not keeping score. It's not like a sports game. These are just practices and drills, right? And so uh, what you'll see is we have three days related to the time. And we have two days related to the life. And so that's the whole title, right? It's a private time. So pick up time, and it's a hidden life. Pick up the word life, and then the last phrase is really important. Who is it with? Let's all say it together. With the Lord. Okay, our time should be with who? With the Lord. So this, this, if you just pick this up, this will help your practice, because in everything we should have a goal. So what is our goal in our morning time is... We want to be with the Lord. That's who we want to spend our time with. And uh, I think you may already know this even as a young person, or for sure you'll learn it as you mature, is that time and life go together. Recently we had a training in California, and my seatmate was a young person, and we were having some conversation about reading spiritual books. And he told me, I have no time to read spiritual books. I said, what? No time? I said, actually, time is all you have. 
it's probably better to say, instead of saying, I have no time, you say, I have no interest. Uh, it's not a priority for me right now. That would be honest. I'm making other choices. And so this is actually helpful in our time with the Lord is being honest. Actually, even with the saints. It's like a lot of times we say, I have no time. We actually mean I have no interest. It's not a priority. It's not important to me. And so if you're honest, then it's possible to get help. If you just say, I have no time, who can give you time? No one can give you more time. You already have all the time you're going to have. But if you have no interest, I can say, oh, I can work with that. Maybe I can share something with you to make it interesting. Or I can share something with you to make it important. Or I can share something with you that you would prioritize it higher in all the things that you need to do in your day, right? But if you have no time, that's kind of the end of the conversation. And so uh, I hope this would be removed from our vocabulary that we don't have time. And so uh, we need today, we're going to cover this matter of having a private time with the Lord. Let's read the first verse there together, Matthew 14, 23. And after he sent the crowds away, he went up to the mountain privately to pray, and when night fell, he was there alone. So I really love this verse. In this verse, you pick up several important tips uh, about how to have a time with the Lord, because our dear Lord Jesus, guess what? He's the pattern for us. He's the pattern of the God-man living, right? He was God in human flesh, but he was living a human life. And uh, many people are very puzzled by this, because being God, sometimes they ask, why did he need to pray? If he's God, why does he need to spend time with the Father, if he is the Father, right? We know Isaiah 9, 6, he's called the Father. What is he doing there? Well, I hope we would pick up, it must be important. The Lord only had a short amount of time on the earth. And what did he choose to do? Well, in this verse, he chose to go away to a mountain privately to pray, right? If you talk about someone who doesn't have much time, that's the Lord Jesus at least on the earth, right? He's only going to be ministering for three and a half years. He would take time to go away to a mountain privately to pray. And uh, there, he would even be there alone with the Father. Let's read the next verse, Matthew 6, 6. But you, when you pray, enter into your private room and shut your door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. So praise the Lord. Here we, we see more of this pattern that uh, the Lord would direct us that when we pray, we would go to a place. So I hope you pick up these two words. One is you need a time, and you also need a place. Right? Of course, we can enjoy the Lord all the time. That's very important. We should pray unceasingly. We should be in spirit all the time. But still, it's good to set a time to have a private time with the Lord. This is an important principle, is set a time. So this week, the time is set for you. But when you go home, you're going to have to set your own time. And uh, you may have a little bit different schedule depending on your situation, but find the time and set it. 
And the second thing is the place. It's like, actually, we can enjoy the Lord in every place, anywhere. If you can't enjoy the Lord there, don't go there. But it's the same principle. It's also important to have a place. And uh, this is maybe more difficult, and it's probably less practiced among most Christians that they have a definite place. But if you can have a definite place, that's very important. I, we visited John Wesley's house in England, and I believe they used to build in their houses things called prayer closets. That was places they would go there to pray. But his mom, I think they had 13 kids. I might be wrong on the number. She had a lot of kids. And you know what she used to do? You know where her place was? They said she would take her apron and put it over her head and pray. Because she couldn't separate herself from her 13 kids. Except she could. That was her private place, right? Under that apron, she was away from those kids and could pray and touch the Lord. Obviously, she needed that a lot, right? Okay, so uh, we have a private time and a hidden life with the Lord. So in the song we enjoyed from 643, the main, main words there to take related to today are take time. We need to take time to behold him. And then in the third line it says spend much time, right? So more time, the more the better. Okay, so in this time, uh, we're here with the Lord, and this matter of shutting the door in Matthew 6, 6, a lot of times this is shutting our mind to things that want to come in, right? This is, maybe it's a physical door, but your mind is open, that's still a problem, right? So you need to close your mind to the things that would come in to distract you from your time with the Lord. And so in that time, we can call on the Lord. We can pray. We can sing. We can read. We can pray read. Uh, don't make your time too formal. You're with a person. He's a living person. He's real. He's present. He's sweet. He's enjoyable. So we should enjoy him in our time with the Lord. Uh, recently, I was having lunch with this new contact. He was a brother, and uh, before our meal, he prayed, and he prayed something very interesting. I never heard anyone pray this before. He prayed, Lord, thank you for the flavors we're about to enjoy. And my spirit just jumped when he prayed that. I was like, I never prayed that before. And he goes, I go, that's really an awesome prayer. I really enjoyed that. And he said, yeah, because, you know, God, he could have made things with no taste. He didn't have to give it flavors. He could have just said, you have to eat it or you die. <laughs> but guess what? Food is flavorful. <laughs> this is our God. He's so enjoyable. So if you come in the morning and it's flavorless, you're really missing something, right? Find the flavors. Find the spices. They're out there. They're in him, right? He's available to all of us. Uh, then finally, I was this morning, this was like a fresh word from the Lord when he woke me up early, much earlier probably than y'all got up. But uh, I was considering this matter of what you call the time is very important. You know, in our history, we used to call the time morning watch. Does anyone know where that word came from? Morning watch. Well, there's lots of verses on watching, 
but specifically morning watch. Do you know where that came from? It's actually in your recovery version. If you look up the note right around uh, 1423, let's see, where's the note? I think it's 1425. It will tell you that the Roman army had morning watch. Did you know that? Morning watch is actually a military term because from sunset to sunrise, they had four watches. Each watch was three hours. So there was an evening watch, there was a midnight watch, there was a cock crowing watch, and there was a morning watch, okay? And so originally that's kind of what, when I came among us, that's what I heard was morning watch. And then later, I think it was a little bit of an improvement, we got morning revival, right? We're not here just watching like guard duty, although that's important, we should watch for the Lord to come. We don't want to be surprised when he comes. But uh, revival implies some, kind of something needs to happen, right? Something needs to happen in your time. You should get revived. If you don't get revived, you didn't have morning revival. You did something, but it wasn't morning revival, okay? Morning revival ends up with you being revived. But, uh, and some people, you know, I think it's common to call like morning devotion. You'll meet people that uh, say, I have morning devotion. Uh, some people just say, I have morning time. That's very good. I have morning time with the Lord. That's also very good. So I'm not suggesting these would be new terms for us to use for the time, but just like that brother enjoyed the flavors, I like to give you some new words. And you can consider these in your time with the Lord. It's like, Lord, what kind of time am I having with you this morning? What are we doing this morning? And so, you know, with Jubilee, I like to apply this to the Jubilee, there's two big words, right? You have release and you have return. So I like to call it morning release and morning return. And you can even say morning jubilee. That would change your concept, right? If you put a new word on it, a new term for it, it really kind of adjusts your mind about it. Okay, how about this? Would you like to have a morning rejoicing? Yes. Me too. Morning rejoicing. How about a morning beginning? That kind of implies it's the first thing, right? Morning beginning. How about a morning continuing? Actually, you shouldn't stop, right? Even while you're sleeping, you should be in fellowship with the Lord. And so morning is just a continuing, right? Morning continuing. Okay, here's a not. How about not morning misery? That's a not, right? We don't want to have a morning misery. But you might have morning moaning. That's very scriptural, right? You might have some moaning in your morning. How about morning breathing? We can say, oh, Lord Jesus, and breathe him in. How about morning drinking? Oh, Lord, I like to drink you this morning. Morning eating, that's another one. Okay, here's a really good one. Morning Jesus. Amen. Would you like to have a Jesus morning? Amen. I was driving around Champaign. There is a Jesus house, right, close by. So we should have a Jesus morning. If you can have a Jesus house, for sure you can have a Jesus morning. Okay, how about morning repentance? You can repent in your morning time. How about a morning clearance? You like clearance sales? Yeah, we can have a morning clearance to get rid of a lot of things that we don't need, right? How about morning expectation? What are you expecting in your morning time? How about morning milk? 
How about morning priority? How about morning habit? Okay, all these things could help us in considering our time with the Lord. So the brothers will come now and give you uh, some practical instruction, and I'd like to leave you with one last verse, Acts 4.13. The result of our time should be that people realize we have been with Jesus. Right? That's the whole point, right? We want to have a private time with the Lord, and he is the Lord Jesus.